So this one's pretty easy. Do not murder. Bam, done, bye. Um, it's, it's a bit more than that, but don't prep for a long ride. We realise that writing something longer than a minute long with a coherent train of thought is quite hard. So the word originally used in the Hebrew for this verse means murder, not kill. But what does that mean? No war, no death penalty, no stabbing the random neighbour that won't stop mowing his lawn at 3am? No, don't do that. That's bad. As murder not kill is used, it means God isn't condemning all death. It just comes down to the intent. But there's been a whole lot of murder in the Bible. Cain, Abel, literally so many wars. But this doesn't ban wars. Jesus often talks to soldiers, and he doesn't suggest that war is inherently evil or insists that they stop. There was this dude, and I'm not sure if you get celebrity theologians, but he's mentioned in my GCSE, so that's got to mean something. He said some stuff about the idea of a just war. It's the concept that war isn't all bad, but in certain circumstances it can be justified. So it must be declared by a proper state or authority. I completely forgot to say his name, Thomas Aquinas. Um, this means that terrorism is a big no-no. It must have a just cause. For example, a just cause would be invading the neighbouring country with a man who's mowing his lawn at 3am to put a stop to this horrific evil. No. (laughs) The war must be fought to promote good with the aim of restoring peace. And this good must be more than the evil which led to the war. Promote good. Killing the lawn man. Be nice. The war also must be a last resort. And fought with proportionate force, so... No nukes for lawn man. Zach. Anyway, this shows how war and violence can work with this commandment. It can't be unrestricted or impulsive, but it isn't always bad. Don't take this as us condoning killing, because we're certainly not. We're talking about the most extreme of times when literally nothing else can be done. So when Jesus says, love your neighbour, it kind of sums up the last few of these commandments, and it definitely applies here because... Killing them isn't really loving them. So, does this disrupt sanctity of life? If I have a good enough reason to kill someone, surely that means it's all good. Well, no. Not really. If you think you have a good reason to murder someone, you probably don't. Killing another reason is almost always not what God will want. If you think God wants you to kill someone, you better have some good justification. And let's face it, if God specifically wanted you to kill someone, you probably know. That was the OG, original murder in the Bible. Cain and Abel. Time to show off our non-existent drama, GCSEs. So, Cain was a farmer. Some nice fruit. And Abel was a shepherd. (laughs) My sheep. We couldn't find a sheep, so it's close (laughs) enough. They both brought an offering. Abel bought some fat from his sheep, lamb alpaca thing. Your mouth's watering yet. And Cain brought some fruit, which isn't as good as an offering. And like brothers do, he decided that this was a brilliant reason to murder the other. So they went off to the field where Cain kills Abel. So after having a good time murdering his brother, Cain got back and God was like, bro, where's, where's Abel? I need me some more fat. And Cain tries to lie to God. He says he isn't his brother's keeper and hopes God won't know what happened.
but like I don't get this because he's God. He's an omniscient being. The the definition of omniscient is he, he knows everything. Well, yeah, it, it didn't go well. God does indeed notice. He declares Cain is under a curse and driven from the ground, and he will be a restless wanderer. So yeah, God doesn't want you to kill people, so like, don't. But even then, Cain complains and says the punishment is too harsh. You killed a man. God doesn't like it when you kill people. Everyone get the idea. Even after this, God does still protect Cain. He makes it so no one will harm him. And after all that, he's still merciful. God then goes off to live in the land of Nod. Noddy land. No. (laughs) Apparently in Hebrew, the word Nod means to wander. So it could be taken to mean that he was wandering, just as God said he would. Because God doesn't like it when you kill people, just to keep with the theme. (laughs) Yeah, even Jesus comes along and reiterates this. In Matthew 5.21, he says, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But why can't I kill people who give better presents than I do? Well, imagine you had a nice cake. Then imagine someone came along and stabbed it. You wouldn't be very happy. Then imagine the cake was sentient and can move and talk and feel, etc. You'd be extra not happy that someone had stabbed your sentient cake. And then, imagine that you'd made that cake to be just like you, and that you'd made it in your image and someone had stabbed it. It's not going to go down well. We wrote this together yesterday, and I have no clue where that analogy came from. But it's true. God spent all that effort on humans, and who says we can go and stab them? But what if I don't actually stab them? What if it's like one of those times where I think, hey, he's kind of annoying, I could totally stab him, but I'm not going to do it because I'm too much of a wimp to go to prison. But Jesus says this is just as bad as actually killing them. Well, talking about murder, he says, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. The anger is just as bad as doing it. So it's probably just easier being a chill dude. Love your neighbour, don't kill them, or consider it. Because let's face it, that's kind of a sucky thing to do. So yeah, don't kill people. It's not nice. And don't kill people for mowing their lawn because they're a great cake. (laughs) (laughs) Conclusion. (laughs) Done. Yeah, we told you.